Hey everyone. Uh, this is Holly. This is Daniel. You're listening to episode 15 of Halfway Saints. This is our third time trying to press record. It's okay. The first time wasn't my fault. It was we hadn't deleted the other thing, so it wouldn't record it. Okay. And then I clicked it, and I was excited about getting it. <laughs> then we had to delete then we had to, that. Then we had to, yeah. <laughs> anyway. We're happy you're here. We're happy we're here. <laughs> we're happy everyone is where they are. Um, we're recording on Pentecost Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be released on so, Memorial Day. It is. I was going to oh. say, so we're going to do the whole podcast in tongues. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> One person was just like, yes. <laughs> ah, we crushed their dreams. I've always wondered, like, if they're speaking in tongues, like in the... Um, was it from Acts when they talk about the, but they're from Galatia or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. We're Egyptians, inhabitants of Mesopotamia. <laughs> Shut up. But if like, if we were speaking in tongues, would the listeners know that we were speaking in tongues because they would be understanding what we are saying and. That's and... true. Maybe we're speaking in tongues. We we're just hearing it in English. Yeah. That's true, but we do have some international listeners. Yes. We have some in uh, Norway, in Sweden. Uh-huh. I think so we have one in Sweden. Two in Norway. I so, think two in Norway. So Scandinavia, way to represent. We're very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, we've got uh, a Canadian listener I saw. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're, we're international, We folks. are international. So let us know if this comes through in Swedish or uh, Norwegian. Yeah, sorry guys. The spirit was just moving us. Just moving us. We're so humble. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, um, if you are the listeners from Sweden or Norway, um, thank you for listening. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Tell us who you are. And get those uh, lazy Finns on board. <laughs> What's going on over in Finland? <laughs> no, but really, um, this week we passed a big milestone and reached a thousand subscribers for to date for right? the month of for the may month of may mm-hmm. so to date from the month of may <laughs> no it's what right it? it means we've had in the month of may 1000 unique subscribers not necessarily okay. they're all subscribed today right. but throughout the month we've had that many listeners well i do not understand our metrics but no they're a little tricky a lot tricky <laughs> but we hit a thousand, which so is really go. exciting. So thank, thank you all um, for making this a success. Because we would just do it if no one listened. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but um, it is really humbling that people are actually listening to us and um, continue to listen to us. That they're not just listening to. That's one the of miraculous us. part, right? These kids are idiots. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> Luckily, you guys are that. Delete them from the internet. <laughs> You're not that mean. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but thank you. Thank you for listening. Yes. You're too kind. You're really. too kind. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, oh man. man. So. What's going on? I don't know what's going on with you. But you just you did say it's Memorial Day. I don't want to gloss over that. Um, no, that's a big thing. Memorial Day. Um, so, yeah, when this comes out, take time to... Pray for all those who sacrificed their lives in defense of our country. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we should always pray for the dead. Mm-hmm. Pray for the... Yeah. 
I thought I said a different word than dead, but I said it right. We should, but we should be praying for the souls who uh, have passed. Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, so earlier this week, Pope Francis, during one of his, I don't, I guess it was his Wednesday general audience. I believe he's been, so. He's been doing um, a, like a catechesis on the family um, for the past few weeks. I don't know how it's long. It's been a while. Um, but he talked about parents and education and how um, parents' role in educating their children is an essential characteristic of the family. And I think that's something that we really don't consider, is that part of raising children is educating them. Um, so if you haven't read um, a summary of his audience from, I guess it was last Wednesday, um, please do so. It's really good. He says a lot of really great things. Were you trying to look at the date? Yeah. I can't I'm, figure it out. Yeah. Today's the 24th. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so subtract a Wednesday. <laughs> and it's a Sunday. So. And it's a Sunday. There. You you do the math. <laughs> Shake my head, man. Um, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have more? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, that was a really cool thing. We it both was read really cool. We decided yes. to talk about. Well, I didn't know if you had more. I have stuff to say. Well, go, just, go. Well, I'm going. Um, there in the one article, it wasn't in quotes, but I really liked. And it doesn't have a lot to do with it. Sometimes it was on Vatican Radio's website. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes they do like a paraphrased summary. Yeah. So it said Pope Francis said, "Christ brings to completion what is written in human nature." Mm. And I really liked that, even just as a understanding as a whole, that, like, human nature is not contrary to what Christ and what the Lord has planned for us, but that whenever we unite our nature with Christ, it becomes more, it becomes full. Right. And complete. We become who we really are in Christ. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought that was just a good way to verbalize something that I... I I've never fully been able to verbalize. But in regards to um, education and, like, the family as that um, nature to work within, mm -hmm. uh, whenever you unite that to Christ, uh, he can take that and really make it great. Right, and that's kind of what education is. The goal of educating your children should be helping them to become who they are, you know, the best, the best versions of themselves. That sounds kind of cliched, but you're really helping them to discover. Well, it's not even the best versions of themselves to be, to understand who they truly are. Right. So all that to say, Daniel and I have talked a lot about education and trying to understand what education looks like within our family. Mm -hmm. um, for, for Jack and for our, our other future theoretical children <laughs> hopeful children um but even right now there's like this weird like juxtaposition for parents that like we have all of the information in front of us like through google and like blah 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 whatever <laughs> <laughs> through google you can google anything but through the internet mm -hmm. uh, we have so much information but then also like you feel completely at a loss at the same time. Right. So like you, um, where you really should feel like you have all the power and you have all the in information 
possible about like understanding parenting and understanding your child and doing the best for your child like it's still like it's just a crapshoot like you just don't really know what's going on there's a lot of information which is not it's which when there's a lot of information there's also a lot of misinformation yeah, it's not really the point that I'm making, but Sorry. it's okay. I'll, I'll just be quiet. Too. There's a lot of information out there, but I think because there's so much information, there's so much to sift through, it almost makes you feel more helpless okay. in it. And so, um, like, currently I'm still trying to, like, figure out my confidence in parenting and, like, my confidence in understanding Jack for who he is and what he needs. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, especially in education to like fight against that um, juxtaposition that's hard for parents to always deal with because I mean you just have to sift through a lot of stuff um, and it also can be like oh. I'm just almost going to forget myself okay go ahead, go go ahead. ahead. no no uh, go ahead I've already forgotten <laughs> oh I'm sorry <laughs> it's okay go ahead um uh, oh now you made me forget what I was going to say <laughs> oh well, so oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep, keep going back okay, and forth. Okay. Maybe you'll remember mm-hmm. what I say. Go ahead. Um, in this time right now, where I'm like, not, I'm still getting my confidence in understanding Jack. I look forward to the future in choosing our education. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I remember what I'm gonna say. Can, okay. I, can I do that? Oh, just go back and forth until we've wasted everyone's time. Uh, no, that like I think we we can run into a trap where we're like, oh, we're not experts. We're not education experts. Like, we almost feel like we're helpless to educate our own kids because um, we're not experts. We don't know everything. Why are you smiling? Because that's, like, what I was going to say. Yay, we did it. Together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Uh, needless to say, our kids need a lot of help. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, so what did you just say? I said that it's, you feel... You fall into the trap of thinking, I'm not an expert. How yes. can I educate my own kids? So there's a lot of helplessness when it comes to parenting. There's just a lot out of your control, and you can't really understand it. And so I think that a lot of parents fall into the trap of, oh, I'll let the authorities take control, mm-hmm. and I'll let um, someone else make all of the decisions for me because I don't know what I'm doing. And Pope Francis actually said that parents need to return from exile and educate mm-hmm. their kids. Like, yes. We've just given them over to quote-unquote, like, education experts and said, here, you educate them. But he's calling us to come back into our children's lives and be the primary educators. Exactly. That is the point I was trying to oh, make. Good. We came Oof. full circle. We did I'm it. so glad. With, through the help of the Holy Father. <laughs> he's you snuck know, in that there at one, the end. That Pope um, Francis. Hmm. But I do think that we are in a time right now, especially as a society, where we need to give confidence back to parents and mm-hmm. help parents um yeah i'm just gonna keep saying the same thing over okay over well again. let's let's but get you off there get parents get confidence. parents help confidence. <laughs> confidence we should found a foundation confidence get for parents me. help oh, <laughs> i hope i made myself clear i don't know I, if I have. yeah i hope you have too okay <laughs> um no, you did. Thank Come on. you. Ah. Um, so, yeah, we've been thinking about, um, in sort of a formal way, well, before before we go there, I tend to forget that we're already educating Jack, who's, he's not even one, but we're still, like, trying to help him, like, learn how to walk and how, like, he can identify, like, two books, the ones he with, can't with, spot. with Spot. Spots he knows, are a big he knows hit. Spot. Um, 
and like playing with you know getting his ball and like things like that that really are important in education mm-hmm. that like sometimes I'm like are we doing this correctly like should we have more multicolored toys like yeah. is he gonna not know what blue things are because we don't have blue toys like so right from the beginning educating your kid is kind of right in there it's not mm-hmm. something separate that you're like oh when he's five he'll be ready for kindergarten like right. no it's like their entire lives you are the primary educator um for everything which is a little daunting but it's also beautiful because all you kind of like i've just realized that all i have to do with jack is just like share and ex- get excited about the things that he gets excited about and mm-hmm. his curiosity kind of does the rest at this age at this age um and i will say that the other day we were facetiming with my mom and she was looking at him like he was eating little bits of apple on his own. Like I was giving him little slices. Don't want people to think I'm giving him a whole apple. Um, and he would pick them up with his hand and then put him, them in his mouth. And he just is so good at that. And he loves it. And she was like, you guys didn't do that when you were little. And I was like, oh, like when did I start? Or And she used that to say like, you were as smart as he is whenever you were his age. And I was like, oh, like, when did we start being as smart as him? And she was like, not until you were, like, three. <laughs> Which I think she was exaggerating a little right. bit. But I was very proud that Jack yeah. is really smart, and my mom good. thinks that he's really smart. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Too bad just, we have to keep educating him, and it's not just eating apples. No, and it's more than just um, <laughs> the look on your face of understanding what you're saying. Yeah. That's what she always says. Like, he just looks like he understands so he much. Does. Um, so we've, but we've also been thinking in a more formal way of what we want to do with education when, um, our kids are old enough to where they would go to preschool or kindergarten. And, you know, we still have a good bit of time before that, but it's something that's been on our minds and we're like, we're not sure about what direction we want to go. Um, but we have, you know, some ideas about what we, what we would want to do, whether it's possible or not. It's kind of a different story. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we, Jack's almost one. So we definitely have some years to make this decision. We do. But it's a big one. And so I think that it's good to start thinking now. And we kind of wanted to just discuss it. Right. See what comes. This is, a lot of time we say like, oh, we really don't know anything about this topic. This time we really mean, we, we're not experts at all. I mean, we're like complete I, noobs. I, yeah. I mean, maybe we could teach like an art class and English class when they're older, but... Oh, if we were doing homeschooling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they'd have okay. to learn other things. I don't I, even think I'd be that great as an art teacher. I think I could handle all the, like, uh, humanities. Like, history and Yeah, you definitely government. could. Yeah. I don't know why you're like, oh, I can only teach English. I could teach, like, po- teacher. I mean, not for... I don't know, like, phonics. I can't teach them to read. I could teach them See, how to read I know, but they give James you curriculum. Joyce. You, like, get curriculum. Okay. Anyway, so obviously homeschooling <laughs> is something we're thinking about. Um, we have a lot of friends who do it and um, really enjoy or it. Or have been homeschooled. Yeah, we have some friends who were homeschooled. Um, and it's it seems really great um, in a lot of ways. And all, all the homeschool kids we meet are so well-behaved. I know. I know. That's the trick. That's, that's yeah. What, what's the trick? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. That homeschooling equals being behaved, but I don't think it's no. that easy. No, not necessarily. <laughs> um, but that's that's been something we've been thinking about. There are, um, that may or may not be a possibility depending on, um, you know, 
our financial situation when our kids are old enough to go to school like you know that's a full day commitment is holly gonna still be able to work from home and do that and those kind of things but also does it work for jack and our other children yes and is that atmosphere conducive to him learning or is it um, the opposite of conducive. Bad. <laughs> is it bad? Is it bad? <laughs> yes, the opposite of conducive is bad. Uh, let's go Detrimental. With, oh, I was going to say deleterious. Oh my gosh, that's so snobby. It's... Snob. <laughs> you said conducive, that's pretty... That's pretty... Oh my, deleterious? What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's something that you have to consider when considering, thinking about educating your children. Right. Like what is best for that child? Right. Because it's not, and, it, and there's not just one kind of homeschooling. There are all different kinds of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a podcast called Stuff You Should Know that I think Discovery or some or HowStuffWorks.com produces it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they basically just take one topic and tell you how it works. And they did one on homeschooling that was really good because they went through like four or five different methods and. Um, talked about each one and how they work. Um, so if you're interested in that, I would look up that. And plus, there are a billion resources online about yeah. homeschooling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are different ways to do it. It's not like you uh, build a school room in your basement with desks and chairs. Like that's one way to do it, but it's not the only way to do mm-hmm. it. And there are different there methods are and theories. That, like you can go two days a week, and they like give you the curriculum, and kind of the other three days a week, you're kind of like doing the work. Right, there are homeschool co-ops where yeah. you go and. Um, like a qualified teacher will teach certain subjects like math and science or math and reading um, for like two days a week, like two afternoons a week, and mm-hmm. then the rest would be on your own. Right. Which is cool. And yeah. I, one of the things that I like about homeschooling, the op, or like the, what homeschooling offers is like just the ability to have te- like a learning atmosphere all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, okay, only from eight till three this is learning time and the rest of the time is free time. It's kind of, it just develops this full um, learning atmosphere, which right. I think is really, it's good to encourage mm-hmm. learning in that sense too. Right. It's like full-time learning. You're not like, oh, these seven hours a day are learning time at school exactly. and the rest of it you can't possibly learn. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you, that's a I little, that's said. a little, ex- I'm reiterating it. <laughs> what? I thought you were gonna be like, "Oh, sorry, I just said what you were just what you just said." No, but then I was reiterating. <laughs> Go on. I, that I, that was the only point I was gonna make. Just reiterating your point. Oh man. Um. Yes. I think that's good though because I um, I think that kids or that okay sorry. I think it's great whenever you could just be like out on the playground and be like, "Oh, look, there's a caterpillar," and then you can use that as a teaching moment. What caterpillars <laughs> they are, are interesting. interesting? Yes, but then you can just like you can just pick up school whenever, right. whatever you're doing, like in whatever um, place you're at, mm-hmm. and you can go to museums whenever you want, and you can go to uh, you could have like gym at a park, or you can have gym at a stadium, or um, you know, you could just do anything you want. You can do want. anything you want. Because <laughs> gym class is what we're really worried about here. You can go to a gym at the park. You can go skating. 
so homeschool is definitely an option we um, would like to try out if it's feasible. Um, we also there are a lot of great Catholic schools, um, especially Catholic elementary schools. Yeah, I wanted those. to talk a little bit more about like what are the good things about homeschooling. Oh well, go ahead. Well, I don't have a ton. I thought you had some. So you want to talk more about it, but you don't think I was talking about. <laughs> well, like the things to consider with it. Well, go ahead. And that there's like, there's a lot less wasted time because there's um, a lot of, you since you are teaching during like a, a set amount of time, like you have to fill the space sometimes with because the curriculum doesn't fulfill it. So there's like movie watching sometimes that happens and handouts and, you know, like stuff that's just like time wasters in school. Yeah. So whenever you're at home school, you kind of, you don't have that set time limit and you don't have to fill the time. Mm-hmm. So you could, instead of saying like, oh, just do a handout because it'll take you a class period, you could say, we're going to have family bonding time yeah. instead, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. Um, and it's good just to have family bonding time. I think it's good to spend so much time with your children and to develop more of a like family tradition and you're just getting to know your children so much better through teaching them than you would if you were sending them to, t- to school right where i feel like that's just relationally i think it's just really great um for families who homeschool they just understand their children so much better but there also is like the con like uh sometimes moms might need breaks some, you know i've like, heard some <laughs> of them need breaks <laughs> that there needs to be like a healthy balance where mm-hmm. uh people don't feel like overwhelmed or anything like that yeah that's true because um you know if they're in sort of conventional school even if it's catholic school you're still apart from them for seven eight hours a day exactly. and that can um you know, especially when they're five years old that's i don't know not that I'm not, saying it's not a that's bad, bad but it is a lot of time away from it's your just family. something to consider yes yes for your consideration this has now become an npr show no called for your consideration <laughs> All things considered. That's a real one. That's not funny. It is. <laughs> I was making up fake ones. Well, I'm not good at that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, are we done? Can we? Um, did you want to say anything else about homeschooling? I feel like I had a couple of things, but maybe. Okay. Maybe they'll come up later. So there also are some great Catholic elementary schools in our area, um, and ones that really um, are staffed by like faithful teachers and who really love the faith and who really care about kids who like half of them are our friends right. <laughs> um but that's also really great too that you can um have people who are trained to teach children who also um you know share our faith and that's important to them and they're you know not going to separate teaching from their faith yeah, in in a Catholic setting, like or in a Catholic school setting, uh, teaching about saints is encouraged, mm-hmm. and teaching about uh, the, litur- the liturgical calendar is observed, and they have daily mass, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, just their faith is completely integrated into their um, curriculum. Right, and they would be able to provide things we wouldn't be able to provide, like mm-hmm. you know, specialized reading teachers or you know math teachers things that we're not mm-hmm. experts in right. um that we would feel more confident about them right learning on their own that was another thing i was going to say about or 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Half-life school. It's halfway <laughs> between. Homeschooling was that we could observe like the liturgical year. We could um, implement as much Catholic teaching into into the curriculum mm-hmm. as we wanted, and we didn't have to separate. You were saying this earlier, like logic and reason doesn't have to only be right. secular. Not, it can be right. There's not like religious moral knowledge and academic knowledge. Like it's, it's completely it's intertwined. Life. Right, yeah. it's life. So those two things are existent, you know, in all aspects. Right, especially. Um, with like teaching history, you know, there are opportunities for you to say, here's what happened. You know, what, what's the sort of moral history of this? What was the right choice? Why was this done? That kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and back to Catholic school, like, uh, as I said, like a bunch of our friends are uh, Catholic teachers and they were just sharing that, uh, someone or like one of the parents told them, I'm going to get this story wrong, but the gist of it that like, the older brother was like playing basketball out back and the sister came and was like said something like oh i'm so i'm so bad at basketball or she missed a shot or like something and he said you are not finding the true beauty within yourself <laughs> <laughs> and the mom was like and that's why i send them to catholic yeah, school yeah that's true and i was like that is just so nice it is what a great brother yeah and so at catholic school some most if the catholic schools are like taught with um, very faithful teachers and things. Mm-hmm. You can count on them learning like really beautiful habits like that. Yeah. Like our friend too, she, um, I think she put mirrors on all of her students' desks and said, you were made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and if anyone was being mean, she would say like, uh, go look in the mirror. Or like, what does her mirror say mm-hmm. if someone was being mean to this one girl? And then She's made the image of God, and you can't really refute that. That's true. And that's a great lesson Even to learn. Even when you're, like, six, and re- reason and logic don't apply to you. <laughs> but I just think that's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, has been, yeah, we've been, like, trying to figure out, are we going to do homeschooling or, you know, all these things, and that makes me very tempted to just send them into the open arms of someone who's so loving and caring. Right. And I think especially if, you know, when our kids are ready for school, if we're not able to be home or one of us right. is able to be home with them to homeschool, that would definitely be um, something to consider. Yeah. And there's also, um, like, public school isn't always a bad choice. Mm-mm. Like, there are great public schools as well, and a lot of um, a lot of people, you know, faithful Catholics can send their kids to public school, and that's fine. Um, I I think when you do that, you need to kind of make an extra effort to make sure they're getting... Um, accurate information. A, and, and a, yeah, accurate information, but also, like, um, need to be talking about your faith more at home because, A, they're not going to... They're not going to get, you know, Bible history, religious history, any of that in a public school, and, B, they may be getting um, not necessarily incorrect values taught to them but definitely there's a risk of them learning something that's not fully true right Right. well because they can learn a lot of good things Mm -hmm. but they don't know those good things come from christ right that's true so i mean you just have to just always point it back right because when you learn history you learn about the achievements of men right instead Mm -hmm. of looking at it through what god is able to do working through men so things like that so it's not you're not ruining your kid if they go to public school. I went to public school kindergarten through, you know, through high school. 
Um, I think I turned out all right. Mostly all right. <laughs> and I went to public school from ninth to twelfth grade. Yes. And first grade. First grade. Don't and then forget she got first grade. And she got kicked out and had to go to private school. Just kidding. Which Daniel always for like a long time, Daniel gave me such a hard case of like, Oh, you went to private school, so fancy and like all this stuff. Um and then I took you, I drove you to our <laughs> our elementary school, which was um, rented out of a, uh, like, Southern Baptist church uh, basement or, like, downstairs or something. And our recess was played in, like, the parking lot. <laughs> and our, there was, like, a trailer out back. And there was, like, this weird, like, outdoor altar or something back there. And I was like, yeah, that, we would, like, climb on that all the time. And there was, like, rusty stuff everywhere. I keep having, like, one of your games was, like, go run around the pole. Like, that was recess. <laughs> no, there was a, um, there was, like, a, it was almost like a doorway, but it was just metal, rusty thing. And you would um, try to reach the top. And so you would, like, wiggle your <laughs> way up. <laughs> this is what your parents were paying for. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all that I mean, like, the school now has moved into its own right. building. Right, this was the early stages of the school. It's very, very early, but it's much uh, less private, fancy mm-hmm. than um, Daniel was thinking. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a jungle gym. We just uh, painted the Foursquare into the pavement. <laughs> well, that okay. That's well, you, normal. That's normal. We also had a dirt pile. <laughs> <laughs> You had to pay extra for the dirt pile. <laughs> and one year we were studying, uh, like, Egyptian stuff. And so we, someone uh, went and hid a bunch of things in the dirt pile. And we had to have an ex- excavation uh, and find all of the things. That all the Egyptian artifacts buried in, in North Carolina. <laughs> Get what Private you pay school. for. But, um, yeah, so my experience was uh, funny. And it was a Christian private school. Uh I don't, I don't know if it has a specific de- denomination. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, it was a very good experience, even though I learned. I think I learned about the um, the Mayans and the Aztecs for, like, four years. <laughs> Completely missed geography. and Holly's terrible at geography. I was trying to tell, where was I going? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I need a lot more context than that. I was going somewhere. I think I was going to Orlando, and you, were, like, thought I was in Michigan or something. Oh, I'm not that bad. No, but you're pretty bad. Anything with, like, Ohio, Indiana. Name uh, name another state close to those <laughs> two states. Michigan. Yeah, that's pretty close. West Virginia. No. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Pennsylvania borders Ohio. But, like, um, South Bend, Indiana, I always imagined to be in Alabama. That's not where it is. No. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. All that to say. All that to say, uh, sometimes you go to public school and it's okay. Sometimes you go to private school and you have to play in a dirt pile and learn about the Aztecs. <laughs> um, but no, so de- we're definitely open to options. Homeschooling is something we would like, um, but again, it depends on what we're able to do. Another thing about public school is you definitely do have to talk about your faith a lot more at home because of it. But there also is a um, aspect of like evangelization in mm-hmm. there, and preparing your children for like the real quote unquote the real world, right? And how to converse with people of different beliefs, which I think is good. So like maybe we would do public school later, where they're a little bit better equipped. Like there's just a lot. 
Because I think that we were well-formed because we went to public school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we just, we understood different cultures. We understood uh, different kinds of people who thought differently about us. And I was just talking with my a friend who, uh, she was homeschooled until high school. And when she got to high school, she said that she was very thankful that she had high school. Um, in retrospect, that, like, she got to feel... Like she got to be surrounded by people who thought differently of her, and she got to she got to have the experience of having mean girls, like girls be mm. mean to her, and have to like deal with that. You know, I think that's yeah. a good thing. It's, yeah, it's hard to expose them to that. Yeah, because it's difficult to to kind of um, you can't really stage and play out struggle right at home. You know, you can't say, "All right, we're gonna pretend like your brothers are mean to you," and how do you resolve? Yeah. No. And it's so, different resolving something with siblings versus uh, someone who's outside of your family. Right. Though I do think that it's great for homeschooling and just for family dynamics to develop, like, really deep relationships with your siblings. Mm-hmm. And that's what our hope is for the future. Yeah. I know today at Mass I saw um, I, Jack was being his normal fussy, oh squirmy son. He's not fussy. He just wants to, like, crawl Play. around. every Yeah. So I, like, took him to the back of the church. Um, and this other like younger girl she's probably like 12 or 13 like came to the back holding her baby sister and i was like that's just so beautiful that yeah this whose child she's still a child she's you know a preteen but um is it's like willing and able to help out like oh no i'll take her into the back and just like those are really hard skills to teach like Mm -hmm. and having that kind of um just closeness and intimacy in a family and willingness to help out kind of like we're all in this together right. is really is really beautiful. It's like one time um, I was at this like new moms group and met this uh, other Catholic woman who had like a newborn and her I think that was her tenth child and so her like one of her older children had like just gotten her license so her sixteen year old daughter drove her to the new moms group because you can't drive right after you have a baby and um. So that 16-year-old was, was, like, sitting next to us as we were, like, getting to know each other and, you know, whatever, small talking. And uh, the 16-year-old was like, oh, how old is he? And I was like, it was, like, when he was, like, six months. She was like, wow, he's really big for six months. And I was like, yeah, I mean, he's pretty big. He's doing great. And she was like, he's really great. Like, is he crawling yet? Is he doing this, this, and that? I was like, no, not yet or yes. And I was like, you are 16 years old, and you know so much more about babies than I do. <laughs> And it's because she probably has, like, five or six younger siblings, Mm -hmm. which some people, like, whatever, uh, think that that, like, robs them of childhood. But I think that it so much better prepares them for uh, adulthood Mm -hmm. because they are loving siblings. And it's not like they're pushed in these, like, terrible roles, but I think that it's a really great Thing for them to learn mm-hmm. and like i wish that i knew so much more about babies but i was the baby of our family so like i had no idea about yeah, any of yeah. this so i'm learning it all like firsthand <laughs> right now and i would like it would be great if i had some experience with a sibling that i was able to like kind of troubleshoot all mm-hmm. this stuff like, yeah. make my mistakes on because it's yeah it's difficult to you really can't teach i mean you could take a class on parenting or child care but like it's tough to teach real life situations and it's tough to really <laughs> do you know what i want to <laughs> short, short anecdote. anecdote here 
Uh, we were going like car shopping, and uh, we had this car, uh, salesman whose name was Babby. His name wasn't okay. His name we called what? him Babby. His name wasn't Babby. Oh yeah, he had a poster in his room yeah. in his office, <laughs> and he would take us like and be like, "Okay, so real life situation." And he was like, "Now, why don't you drive fast and slam on the brakes?" <laughs> <laughs> and then when we were driving, Holly um, like accidentally shifted into like second gear. Yeah. Instead from like from driving to second, and she like revved it up really fast and it wasn't going. She's like, "Oh, oh, sorry, I wasn't it." And he's like, "That's okay. Real life situations. <laughs> Gotta try out everything." So, what real life situation were you talking about? <laughs> bring it back. Gotta bring it back. No, that those kind of things like um, changing a diaper, caring for a kid, seeing parents parent well, like seeing your mm-hmm. parents care mm-hmm. about a younger sibling or an older sibling, or seeing how they deal with situations um and just yeah those little things about being a person and being a good christian like that you really can't learn at school mm-hmm. so there are yeah so i guess there are some things um like math you may or may not learn math just like living life you pro- um, you probably will not. <laughs> what if you want to know how big your yard is <laughs> <She's> <laughs> <laughs> but you don't you don't know how it is. You might Daniel, just learn geometry. My yard is <laughs> what? It's not that funny. Seven hollies. <laughs> Holly measures everything by hollies. <laughs> this room's pretty small. It's only about three hollies wide. <laughs> You think you're so funny, don't you? <laughs> if you can't hear, Holly's laughing extremely, in an extremely high-pitched laugh. You don't have rulers. <laughs> okay, my point was you can't learn math just through living life. I think we proved that. Oh. <laughs> I was just imagining myself laying my body across the lawn and measuring how many... Uh, oh my gosh, that was so funny. But no, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push this much too much further, but a coworker of mine um went to um Phillips Exeter Academy and the the method they use is it's all like discussion based, even like their math classes. So they would like um reason out problems, like they wouldn't just learn the Pythagorean Pythagorean theorem, they would like reason out how this would make sense and then build to that. So there are there are methods where you can come to. Um, You're not just digits. measuring by your your own body <laughs> size. But probably you probably will need a teacher for that one. Don't oh just assume gosh. they'll learn math. Um, so yeah, but again, obviously we uh, don't know. What we're <laughs> no about. idea what we're talking about. So we would love any um, advice or um, stories saying we tried this, it didn't work. We you know, and one thing I have heard a lot is that you have to just try things and right. They may not work, you know, Montessori style homeschooling just might not work for you. Because, like, I was just reading something about, like, their son, they, like, thought the idea of homeschooling would be great, but, um, and they do, they do homeschool, but they were, uh, like, affirmed in that 100% because their son can never sit still ever and always, like, like, every minute of every day is asking a question where if they're, if that son was in even a Catholic private school mm-hmm. in a classroom of 12 people, like he would have to be yeah, quiet, you, can't. Yeah. you know, but they don't want to like, um, 
stifle Sa- that. Stifle. Yes. That's the exact word I think of. <laughs> um, they don't want to stifle that curiosity and they want to nurture that because he's mm-hmm. only like five years old. So yeah. homeschooling makes sense for that. So and there's like very, yeah. very specific needs that your child has that you need to mm-hmm. make sure that are met. And there are definitely certain methods within um, like an institutional setting like um, that turn you off from things. Like I used to love to read up mm-hmm. through elementary school then like in middle school I just stopped liking it and then I don't think I read a book for fun all of high school except senior year because mm-hmm. um, we would just like read books for class take a quiz on them. like we didn't talk about them there's kind right. of like knowledge to absorb right um, whereas if you are in a different you know non-traditional setting for a school maybe things would be taught in a different way that are more conducive to your learning Conducive. style. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like, there's so many different factors for you to think about uh, when deciding this for your family. But the thing is that we need to follow Pope Francis's words and that we need to be fully um, involved in our children's mm-hmm. education. Right. Like, like I said earlier, that's very tempting for us to just pass off our son to these loving arms, which they are completely capable and able, which is the same meaning is capable. <laughs> capable and able. <laughs> um, but that temptation should not, like we should not go into that temptation because we need to be, uh, we need to participate in our son's education in right. his life and in as much of it as we can because if we don't, we're not parenting him. Right. We're not being good parents to him and we're not being good examples to him and we're not having relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, you know, choosing to send him to public school or Catholic school or another private school, that's our like decision on how to educate him. We still need to be involved in that exactly. education. Like yeah. we're sending you here to learn these things. We are still responsible for everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think you can run into, you run into a lot of trouble when you just, like you said, kind of like say, go do this thing and say like, Oh, hands off. I'm right. not the teacher. And cause we shouldn't doubt ourselves as much as we do. Like, I'm not saying, like, you can... I don't like making absolute statements. I, just, well... Holly's uh, <laughs> physically distancing herself from me. But, um... No, things... They could be taught things that are, um... Like, totally wrong. Like, right. and you should say, like, no, I don't think history happened that way. I mean, you can also get kind of crazy with it and be like, oh, no, that never happened. You know, like, there are lots of revisionist historians, that kind yeah. of thing. They're like, yeah. oh, this never happened. But, like, um, simple thing, Like, I remember our my teaching of the Protestant Refor- Reformation in high school was very one-sided. Mm-hmm. It was very biased towards Protestants mm-hmm. and anti-Catholic. And so you just need to have your voice heard and yeah. to make sure they get the full story. And just in general, like, and there are, like, deep-seated things that you don't really... I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of academic, but... Um, like, the whole narrative of, like, oh, there was Rome and then there was, like, catholic dark ages and then the renaissance saved everyone from darkness and then the enlightenment was like the cherry on top like that's sort of like you know people wouldn't think twice about saying like oh yeah of course that's how it went renaissance we rediscovered beautiful painting and then reformation oh reason logic that's great that's how we got to where we are technology science this is all good good. not that it's not all good but um that that has been sort of reinforced by the by what we're taught. And right. That this is great. This is great, and that we really don't consider other 
things going on there. And we definitely don't, like, you don't learn about, I know I never learned about, like, Aristotle, um, definitely not Thomas Aquinas, any medieval yeah. philosophers no. at all. Like, it sort of just starts with where we are now and doesn't it's true. go with that. So, um, so, yeah, so you're in charge of your children. Um, it's... Yeah. For better, for better or worse, you're you're responsible for them. Um, I think, you know, being a responsible parent is you um, do your best to provide them with the best education for them um, that you can provide for them. That might be homeschooling, that might be public school, that might be Catholic school, whatever it is. It might be secular private school. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about that. It's okay. Yeah, I think people understand. <laughs> I think they do. Um, but the key thing is to stay involved and to not. Um, not going to exile, like Pope Francis says. Don't. Right. Don't, like, I don't know, we keep saying it over and over, but just there's, these are your kids. Don't feel like um, anyone else has a right to sort of raise them but you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go into the temptation of having a hands-off, like, parenting style. I mean, it's good to give them independence. Right, but not you're not saying go... Someone else. Someone take else it. take yeah. care of these kids. Yeah. 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 So. So. <laughs> we've probably said uh, a few dumb things in this podcast. So if you have any any advice or uh, thoughts you want to share with us, please do. Mm-hmm. Um, or any feedback in general, we'd love to hear it. Um, you can email us at uh, halfway saints podcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Mm-hmm. Um, like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. And that's it. And keep listening. Keep listening. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend if you're listening to this on Monday, right when you <laughs> right when it's fresh. They're always best. They get kind of stale after a couple of days. Just kidding. <laughs> but they we don't. hope you have a great day. Oh, wait. What? We have a shout out for Donald. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a very nice email from Donald. Um, so you want to say thanks donald for the email Mm -hmm. um and we appreciate it appreciate hearing from our listeners and knowing you know who our community is um so it's really great for us and hi to our swedes so hi to the swedes Mm -hmm. and the norwegian Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right everybody have a great week bye everyone Bye. bye